Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey Neat, Spirited Conversations, actually the second episode this week, Spirited Conversations with Interesting People. I am your host, Christopher Hart. Today we sit down with Michael Yo, comedian, stand-up comedian, uh, radio show host, Michael Yo. Michael's best known for his work on shows like Chelsea Lately, The Wendy Williams Show, The Talk, and The Insider on CBS. And his most recent comedy special, Blasian, is on Amazon Prime right now for free. He is here in Houston doing two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night at the Houston Improv. Tickets can be found on michaelyo.com as well as the Houston Improv. Um, Michael is, I mean, he's from Houston. He he's, was born here, uh, to mixed parents. It's a big part of his act. In fact, his special name Blasian is a uh, direct reference to his heritage. Uh, he is a, a down to earth, wholesome family man. I mean, he, he couldn't, he, ma- he makes me feel guilty. I didn't even do anything wrong. Um, this week's episode is as always for the next 12 months. Uh, it's sponsored by Trilado Distill Artisan Spirits, leader in premium artisan products like Bunahaben, Deanston, Lecheg, Tobermory, Baines, Black Bottle, and Scottish Leader. Uh, you can pick the, the entire line at your local liquor store, or if you are a retailer, reach out to United Wine and Spirits Rep. Oh, that's my first like professional read. I hope I, I hope it came out okay. Um, we've been picking up quite a bit of traction the last few weeks, the last few months, and uh, the show has lots in store the next... The next, 2019 is going to be a really good year for us. Um, we've got some some future dates planned. In fact, Brad Williams, comedian Brad Williams, was supposed to be here in a couple of weeks. Um, and Comic Palooza is here. We're going to be covering that. That'll be our first on the... I don't want to mention it before our camera equipment comes in. But uh, we, are, we have lots planned, especially outside the studio. Can you hear me? Sorry. Especially outside the studio. So... Uh, Whiskey Neat, as always, is on ESPN 97.5 FM. You can like, rate, and review the show. You can also find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, I thank you guys so much for your support. We have some announcements coming soon in regards to merchandise. We're changing how we're doing that. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate all the support, guys. And, uh, yeah, so this week we're also joined by a friend of mine, Theodore Crawford. I've known Theo for the last few years. He's been a very integral part of the Houston Whiskey Social the last two years. And uh, two years, right? You weren't part of the second. No, I didn't think so. You think you were supposed to, but you stood me up. He's off camera if you haven't seen it. I think he stood me up. Um, Yeah, so it's just a a fun conversation about why Michael's in town, where he comes from, and what he's got coming up down the road. So without further ado, Theodore Crawford and stand-up comedian and radio show host Michael Yeo. Cheers. I, uh, it's yeah. a long day already. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been up since. How long have you been up? Uh, I, I flew in at 1 a.m. And Christ. I woke up at 5.30. So I got, I, I got three and a half hours of sleep and now it's in the afternoon. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's not good. No, no, but I'm fine. You know, this is why you do it. Sure. I love what yeah. I do and you got to keep pushing. And which coast were you coming from? Los Angeles. Okay. So I figured you were on that side, that side of the world. I mean, you're, you're. Uh, you you've done quite a bit in your tenure. Oh my goodness, yeah! Like I started in radio, uh, in Miami. Like I did. Well, I started in Houston on ninety-seven nine the box, and then went to one hundred four Caribbean. I saw you were there this morning. <laughs> yeah, with the Miggity Mad Hatter. Uh, <laughs> I, I hung out with them, and uh, I worked on one hundred four Caribbean. Went to Austin, from Austin to Miami, and Miami to Los Angeles. 
And that's where things just took off. Where'd you find time to get married and have a, a beautiful baby that's boy? That's the best part, man. The whole marriage and baby thing. Oh, it's it's great. Well, I, I started dating to be married rather than dating just to date. And once I started dating kind to be married. Kind of an old world feel to it. it. But it's so serious. Like when you just go out on dates, just to go out on dates. Like sure. I was literally coming home at six going, I'm bored. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let me go out on a date. Not not caring, you know, sure. what happened. But then I had a dream that I died and I was at my funeral and I was watching my funeral and it was nothing but random people, like girls at sure. the funeral I hooked up with. And I was like, this is if I were to die today, this is my legacy. I'm I'm ninety five percent sure that was an episode of Two and a Half Men with Josh. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, where he was at his funeral and all the women he had been with throughout the really? years. Really? Not even kidding. Although I, you're a little bit more um, the the view of you is very more wholesome than than Mr. Sheen. Oh, but, okay. But and that's but, awesome in the dream that the girls are showing up there to because you know I feel like in the dating scene like back then when I was you know dating around nobody would have showed up. No, like. I, but but that, when I woke up, I woke up sweating and like all nervous. But I was thinking like they wouldn't even show up. No. So literally, if I were to die, there would be nobody at my funeral besides family, and that's your legacy. And then I was like see my parents they've been married 46 years and i started dating to be married and the on the first date i remember with my wife i was like look if you're not here to be married and to have a kid if that's not in your future anytime soon then we will have a nice lunch but sure. we can end it after so was that. that lunch did you get through the appetizers first or huh? is it just straight into like <laughs> oh no married? that was our first thing we talked about because here's what's interesting if they are ready for that that's a great first question. Oh, sure. If yeah. they're not ready, if they're then tired you're a psycho. Of, yeah. You know gonna, what I mean? It's going to scare It's gonna scare that away. Yeah. How, how old were you guys when this? I was 37. She was 20, uh, 27. No, That's I was, yeah, yeah, 37 and 25, 26 she was. That's a good age. Yeah. I mean, I was, we got married with, uh, when we were 24 or 25, I think it was 25. But um, but by then I was like I I I didn't want. I love to... how you stared into Theo's eyes when you sure. said that. You're like we, we got, got married. We got married. Yeah, you we were you were you were going out for the lifeline. I'm like, uh, you're like I don't know. Uh, you know when people look off to do math. That's what <laughs> I was. But you were looking at Theo's <laughs> eyes. He was looking into your eyes. Theo, you know. Yeah. So I'm we. I was never much for the. I never did the grinder or the e harmony thing, and uh, it was never my thing. Grinder, grinder, grinder. wait a minute, See, that's how out of touch I am. Hey, you know, (laughs) but but if that's your thing, nothing wrong with that. Sorry, there's another one. Tinder, Tinder, Tinder. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Grinder, Tinder. Can we just cut? No, no, no. That stays. (laughs) That's that's how out of touch I am with dating apps. I was never uh, no Bumble. No, no. Me neither. I never went on one date on a dating app. Grinder, like uh, this is stupidest. Yeah, we're just gonna drop in Grinder the whole show. Yeah, out of nowhere, Grinder. This goes back to the TJ Miller turtle thing. It just it's gonna hold on to it. It, it's not just – I just wanted to, to be serious. I didn't – I was never much of a, a dating guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I prefer the long term. And, and also, I was – the same thing. I was the last male in my family that if I didn't have a kid, the name – my last name would die with me. And that yeah. kind of – that weighed on me a little bit. You know, And maybe that was part of my dream too because I'm an only child. So oh, it yeah. would have died literally with me as well. So I was watching my funeral, the family name dying, sure, random people, and I was like, "Oh no, this is your not parents' what I want. legacy too, right?" Because they've been yeah. together forty-five years. I've, I would feel an obligation to procreate, absolutely. Right? Otherwise, you, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah, we procreated right away. I mean, we got married. <laughs> we we got married three years ago. Our kid is two, so we yeah. got on it. Yeah. We got on it. Yeah. Well, and you you just had a special coming out uh, or came out on Amazon Prime called Blasian. Yeah, it's free right now. You can watch it for free, people. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I I, I watched it. Uh, Shay sent it to me. I I thought it was fantastic. And I, I 
I wanted to ask you, and feel free to not say this, yeah. but you mentioned in the episode that your parents own a like a Jewish delicatessen here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in in L.A., it wouldn't be a Jewish delicatessen because there's real Jewish restaurants, sure, but right. it's called Slosky's Deli. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so okay. it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, say yeah. it's a Jewish, it's not really, but over here, it kind of is, you know? Yeah. It has sandwiches, it has different sure. things, but like it's, it's a thing where... They, after I went to college, they took a big chance and invested in Slosky's out of Austin. I think it started in Austin, Texas. And that's where they kind of took off sure. and, and did their thing. And they had, they had lots of money after I left the house. So I got no benefit from it, you know? <laughs> so they're living their best life. And I was like, why didn't you have this when I was growing up? Right. And it would have been better for me, but my work ethic is strong. So sure, sure. The, yeah. But the special is all about family. I, I purposely didn't talk about politics, even though I like politics, but well, I, w- I want people to get away from the outside world when they come to a show. Especially, well, agree with you. If I can just be on Facebook without dealing with politics, I think I'd be happier. But we, I, I watched the whole thing. You, you do seem like you, you. Why not? You were recently on Rogan too, and you seem like you may have some opinions. You just are not trying to well, rock I don't th- the boat. Well, I, I, I have opinions, but. I have opinions on both sides. Sure. Like I look at, I'm not just Which saying, by the way is I think the most reasonable stance. If you, because so many people take their one side, but don't read the sure. other side. I read both sides of the story. Well, I'm not gotta, just, you got to expose yourself. Absolutely. To both sides. Yeah. I'm not just yelling out headlines, you know, like I'll yell out a headline, but then I'll know all the facts behind it. So if I'm in an intelligent conversation, we could talk about this, you know, like, like I know both sides of every argument or I try to know both sides. I feel that people today, they only know one side. Like when me and Rogan talked about the whole, a police officer pulling you over. Sure. Yes. I'm black. I'm a minority. And there are intimidations behind that. But I also understand how these cops are walking up to random cars. Just think that's so scary. You yeah, walking sure. up to, that's like, you, you just, it's like a, Am I going to get the wrong car today or not? I don't know what they're doing. They're windows attendant. And you're just walking up there, you know, knocking on the window, hoping that nothing happens. Sure. When you, so the fear, these cops fear all the time of just walking up to random people and pulling them over is something I couldn't even imagine. So I like to tell both sides of the story. And I'm not defending cops, sure. but I'm also not attacking cops. I'm just giving both sides of the story. And I think when we all get to a point where we all – tell both sides of the story, I think we'll be in a better place. And I think that helps me in marriage, you know, before I say anything, or if there's something, I think about it both sides. Yeah. You know, I take everything. And I think that's, what's good about comedy. You can think about both sides of that. So that's how I handle everything. Well, I'm with you hundred percent. I, there's a, I've known several people. I grew up in Pasadena. I grew up in Pasadena. And I knew people that grew up to be cops and um, specifically the guy I'm thinking of, I don't want to say his name, but he moved to West Texas and he became a cop out there. And he ended up quitting because he, he said he felt himself becoming racist. Like it, like the, oh, you, yeah. you build all these, it's not only, not that the entire environment of being a police officer is filled with that sort of thing, but, but you <clears> do <throat> find these, these trends that you have to constantly fight and battle or, or uh, even just in your own self bias, it makes you self-reflective. We had a, a the doctor, it aired today, the episode we did with those two doctors and one of their, their job is to do alcohol abuse studies. And because of it, he's like, it makes himself reflective. He doesn't want to drink. And it's not that he had necessarily had a problem. He just, it's one of those things where you just, you feel, you see the way things are happening daily. You just want to avoid well, even going down that path. Yeah, even yeah. going down that path. You well, know? even you're seeing just the worst of the worst when you're a cop. 
Sure. You know, no matter what color you're looking at, you're seeing the worst of the worst because didn't you realize, oh, every color sure does bad things. Yeah, nobody's nobody's calling the cops to say like, hey, somebody's planting a tree. No, no. You're you're getting to see all the bad. And you're seeing death. Yeah. All the time, Ugh. like in the worst way. So it's horrible. It's like that's why I never wanted to do like serious news. Yeah. Like, like you see, seven o'clock. If it bleeds, it leads. You know, that's like the last thing I remember. I have a friend. I had a friend that worked at CNN, and they used to make fun of me because I started at E, and we were pop culture. Sure. But now the real news is covered, like like salacious, yeah. like oh, pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he was talking to me going, oh, that's not real news. I was like, no, it's pop culture. I would never want to knock on a person's door and go, did you know the little kid that got killed yesterday? Like that, that is the last thing I ever want to do. So I love staying in my pop culture world. I love having fun. I love sure. comedy. Keep it and light. Keep it light. Because there's so much darkness and negativity in the world. I just want to bring light to it. So. Well, and that was the other side of it is he actually quit uh, primarily because he had – Start having kids. Yeah. Four kids later, he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I, it's too negative. It weighs on you emotionally. And you're risking your life every single day you yeah. walk out the door. Yeah, you're going to make it home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. And uh, yeah, so he'd rather be with the kids. And so he ended up quitting, uh, becoming a youth minister and, and just keeping things much lighter than, than the way it was. But yeah, well, still helping people. Sure. Yeah. Trying, you know. Well, it, it, it's crazy because when I was growing up, I wanted to be a preacher. You know, because I would go, my mom would drag me to church, but I love the control that a preacher had. Like he could talk to a whole room and have their attention. And my pastor. He went the other way. <laughs> yeah, he went the other way, right? And then my pastor said, well, what I'm doing stand-up comedy is preaching my own way because you've seen my special. Sure. It's not negative. It brings people together. It's all about love and family. It's a little emotional too. I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie. Yeah, I yeah. broke down and you, cried. You yeah. had a moment in your special that um, it was hard to watch. Like, yeah. you know, it kind of touches you a little bit. Well, I... And it, it shocked me that it happened because I've told that joke many times and nothing happens. But sure. I think it was the special. My parents were there. It's just it, it was the, a my charge. wife, my son just turned one, and it all just hit me at once when I was talking about her and uh, talking about my mom beat breast cancer twice. So that's the whole story where I kind of lost it. And it and when we were taping, they didn't know whether they should stop. And I was just like, I don't know no, what to do. No, just leave it. Yeah. And, and they decided. It humanizes everything yeah, about sure. you. Yeah. It's it's one of those moments that also why I wanted to shoot a special is that I know my son will be able to watch it for the rest of his life and know how much I love Back to legacy. Yeah. It's, back, every, it's weird. Everything I do is for legacy moving forward. You know, I'm that type of guy that wants to, you know, like like my dad did for me and my mom, you know lead a great leave a great path for my son to be the best he can be because that's what my dad did and my mom so sure and they they uh which takes me back to the name of your special blasian yeah yeah so for those who aren't familiar with it black and asian <laughs> blasian we're hot right now you know kyla murray is blasian that got drafted yesterday tiger woods tiger just woods. won the masters steph curry he's half black you know half black is in <laughs> and 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 the and, asian ah, and, no 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 half black and asian <laughs> is he really uh, steph curry is no 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 he's oh, half okay, black I, I mean he's black i think steph curry he's just very light-skinned light black. Skin. sure black. sure well let's just say light-skinned <laughs> black people are taking over what gotcha. we are winning today I'm with Thank you. you. You actually mentioned during your special something that I've seen, uh, and you said you actually grew up in Pasadena. I grew up in uh, at Dobie High. Okay, I so, grew up at Dobie. Yeah, I grew up at my high school. No, sure. I, <laughs> I grew up in the past. It was called Sagemont. It wasn't necessary. We went okay. I'll put it like this. It's a nice area. No, or, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. It was back when then. I was a kid. Yes, yeah, it was. It nice was very back. nice back then. It yeah. was next to Green Tea. I think that was the area called uh, Green Something back then. But. Uh, 
I grew up in that area, so you know it was it was like very predominantly white. I was the only one of me around, you know. Sure. So I was that guy, you sure. know. It was like, hey. Well, mix is mix is definitely uh, a, a bigger thing now. I mean, bo- both my oldest daughters are half Hispanic. Uh, well, one's a little less than half, but there's there's a, that even mix. And uh, w- watching them grow up, which I know it couldn't have been easy, especially in that part of town. And if you weren't all this way or all this way, it's like you weren't part of either sort of oh speak. no you, know you I mean? can't because it you got to bounce between yeah you got to yeah. bounce between both of them sure you know like the very few asian kids that were there i because i played sports so all of automatically people just associated with me being black yeah and i realized when people look at me they don't go oh you're asian they yeah, you don't see it i, yeah. I don't see it right away yeah, no. yeah they go you're black right or you're something else you know but you're not asian you know uh so i never when I grew up, it was it was a weird thing where I was bouncing between because my dad wanted me to be black, you know, let me know I was black, and my mom wanted me to know he that I was Asian. Ex- incredibly silly, by the way. Your oh, da- he your is. Dad? Yeah. He is. He's in, but he's a very serious guy too. And I'm working on my next special where he gets really serious in, in the light, the serious life lessons he teaches me. But he's silly. He's that guy. Like well, he's I follow fun. you on Instagram, your Instagram stories. Yeah. And uh, recently, you guess you guys were like in a hotel lobby. I guess when you. Oh, first... and my mom, the key to marriage. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's... my mom said, "Oh, he listened to what I say." Yeah. And my dad, I go, "Is that the key to marriage?" He goes, "Yeah, listen to what she says." You know, <laughs> that's them though. Yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta. My dad is just he's. That's their relationship. For ever since I was a kid, I just remember that forty something years for just talking trash back and forth. But that's their thing. Sure, but it's, it's never mean. It's always nice, upbeat, right. fun. You know, my wife and I are a similar, uh, except she's a bit more pr- on the pranking side. Oh. She wanted a, a gun for years, and but I know she's afraid of roaches. Dark. This is gonna be no, dark no, no, prank. no, no. She wants guns. <laughs> she wants, let me, let me. And then we got a lot of roaches, so she's gonna she shoot the roaches grinder. with a gun. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. We hooked up on grinder. It was crazy. No, what I meant was okay. Yeah, yeah. Please explain the grinder roach gun story. Gun, yeah. So uh, <laughs> prank. When I was prank. younger, I got my CHL because that's what a lot of people in Texas do. I don't know what get, that is. A concealed handgun license. Oh, see, I'm in LA. In we don't have yeah, that. Yeah, you okay. have to have it. So you don't have to have it, but that's a different conversation altogether. Not to get political. But um, my wife was like, oh, I want, I want one. Because if you're going to get one, I want one. And I was like, uh, you're afraid of roaches. And I know that if I come home one day, there's going to be three bullet holes in the ground or in the wall or yeah. something because she saw a roach. And so I got her a taser. And the problem is uh, tasers don't hurt you real bad, just enough to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. So right. uh, if I'm half falling asleep and there's all these videos on Instagram of her just – you know, scaring me awake or like, you know, catching me off guard. You don't even have to touch somebody with it. If you just set it off. Okay. It, it, Wait, it, is it a taser where they touch them or the shoot? You, the you touch. You just like, so even if you hit the button, it So pops. we're just doing the sound. Okay. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I thought you might've been familiar because I post all the, she posts all the videos oh, on yeah. Facebook and yeah, tags no, me I, in them of her just like scaring the hell out of me or hiding behind stuff or, so she, it's not, it's not. Y'all have we, a weird relationship. <laughs> that's, that's very weird. I'd, guys, seen, I'd seen, no, well, I'd seen those, but I thought you were going to go like, I thought you were going to say like, she was actually tasing you uh well she there's a youtube video that she she tagged me in the arm once my my daughter around six or seven had had a, a rough element uh, uh-huh. your son's three two two, two. Yeah. okay so around you know you hit five or six years old you're in first grade kids learn to judge people by their looks or by glasses yeah. or you know and uh, my daughter was having a rough day so we were playing dress up and my daughter was putting bows in my beard and makeup on my face a little bit you know we were, i was having a daddy daughter moment yeah and uh, my wife came in and, and caught me right in the arm and scared, the, you know, made me jump. And so there's a, this YouTube video that you could find of, of, of just like bows and beard, 
just reacting to my wife trying to get me with it. And it's a, this, you know, great video that it's way funnier than it sounds. I'm making it. No, sound it like, sounds hilarious. I make it, I'm making it sound like I need to call for help or, you know, blink twice. If, but she didn't hit you with it. Yeah. She hit me in the arm. Does it, it hurt? Not, not as bad as you think. It's like a really? little jolt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not, it's not a police taser. It's a, it's a, did you buy her uh, the taser? Or yeah, she bought it? Amazon for like 20 bucks. Right? I love so this thing. I had love, like, I love that you didn't, I, I love you were like, I'm going to get you something to protect yourself, a taser, but, but it's like you have to, knock off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you, the, you have to wait till the guy gets to you before you can use it. <laughs> you know? Like I bought my wife a taser that has, it launches 18 yeah. feet, you know, and when it hits you, it like stings you like that. But as much were, distance as possible. Yeah. As much, yeah. Cause I don't want them to get up on my wife. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, honey, arm's length is like you're good, you're good, just like right there. Just project, project. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's you know we tease each other, we have fun, and there's a lot of prank videos. We're not so much mean to each other a little bit. Is as- oh, see, my parents are like me. My wife is uh, sensitive, so like she came from a different world. My my family, my dad's black, my mom's Korean, so everything's blunt. Yeah. You know, my dad has a little you know blonde. More- Blunt. blunt. Oh, blunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom's super blunt. My dad is kind of – he's blunt, but he's nice about it. You know what I mean? Like, my mom, though, is just goes for the kill. You, you look know? bad in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never like, ask an Asian woman okay. for an honest opinion because every opinion is an honest – like, Asian women don't care. And my mom is that way. So – and my wife came from the Brady Bunch side of the family. Like, no matter what you do, Emotion, it's the best thing. The smile. Yeah, yeah it's like, like oh, honey, oh it's my perfect. God, how are you? So good to see you. You know, like, my wife will text me. I just walk out the door. Miss you already. And I'm like, I, I'm still here. Like, I literally, I'm still here. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm right outside the door. You know, which is sweet. But she comes from that world. A lot of maintenance, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> my but, wife, I feel like I, if I don't say I love you every hour, it's like, where have you been? And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm here. I but you. I learned that because as a comic and as coming from my side, I usually, when I dated before, and maybe this is why I was single, I would say the first thing that popped into my head. Oh, you can't. You know, can't no, no. That. Now it's a three level. It goes like, oh, that's a dumb idea. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, and then by the time it comes out, it's like, oh, let me look that up. It sounds great. You know what I mean? It just goes through different you levels. Got to filter it. Got to filter. Got to filter. I filter everything. Well, not everything, but sure. You know, I'm. But now it's just every. I'm so used to it now. You know, I know what what I can say to really tick her off. And I just don't do that. Those hot buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calm down. I'll pick up my clothes when I'm ready. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, well, Theo, you this is your first time on the show. Yes, it is. I'm glad you can make it. Yeah. So what are you drinking, first of all? Oh, um, so a uh, couple different things. This is Hibiki 21. It's a Japanese whiskey. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you're not much of a drinker. No. Uh, I watched the, your love coffee. I watched the, the Rogan episode. Yeah, where I said espresso, espresso instead of like espresso. 50,000 Espresso, yeah. Uh, this is a Japanese whiskey. They're really popular right now, and I actually haven't had much of it. Um, Why is it popular right now? You know, it's... It, Good question. That's a good question because I don't think they're particularly amazing, but they are extremely rare right now. Basically, what happened was is, is you know, so many years ago, the Japanese actually sent a few people, not not officially, not on government business, but there were a couple of guys who went to Scotland to that were in love with scotch, that learned the, the tradition, learned the history, and then brought it back to Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, now some of the best, most popular whiskey in the world is out of Japan. Japan. They um, do everything better. Taiwan. Those Asians, man, I tell you. <laughs> Don't give them nothing. They'll make it better. That's half of me. Yeah, I can even smell it from here. That's strong. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's um, 
I mean, 90 proof peated, so it's got a little smokiness to it. Yeah, little, I can little, smell it. Smell like a like a uh, yeah, like a, almost like a, a barbecue ish. Yeah, like firewood, fire, like a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you're a whiskey drinker, then it's it's a is it's that a, the taste you want? Wood. A, there's some an acquired taste, right? That it spends its whole life in a barrel. It gets most of its flavor from a barrel. So I would say wood is a like when you say whole life. How long has that lived in a barrel? Twenty one years. Really? Isn't that yeah. crazy to think of? Like somebody took a spirit and something and said, let's stick it in a. Stick it in this wooden barrel for a while and just see what it comes out. And I may not be alive when it's done, but yeah. hey, uh, but hey, sure, somebody, sure. somebody will enjoy it. At yeah. Point. And if you know the history behind peat, and I've kind of told this story on the show, but the way that that smokiness is peat, and what peat is is you have these landlocked areas uh, of of like fields that don't erode at all, right? So over time, as grass dies and animals die and and material plant matter dies, it partially decomposes. New grass sprouts up, and for every inch, I think it's a hundred years. So you get some, a foot down; crazy. it's yeah. like a thousand years. Uh huh. So a thousand years for every foot into the ground you cut. So it literally takes a thousand years, uh, thousands of years, depending on how much is is cut to to roast the barley, uh, just to put that in the glass. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. That's the the premise of the show was to have drinks with people. Have you ever seen hot ones? Which by the yeah, way, yeah, of course, you got to do hot ones. I know that's next on the list. I got to do. hot I mean, ones. if you're from Houston, I'm sh- I'm I'm sure you've experienced hot food in your life. Oh right? my gosh, yeah. And uh, hot ones is one of my favorite shows right now. I'm a terrible Houstonian because I would be I would be DJ Khaled on that show. Like and I quit would, after three yes, wings. Yeah. Except I would own it. That, yeah, that was yeah. But I mean. I can't do. He's I, can't, the, I think spicy. he was the first one on the Hall of Shame. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, he only did, did y'all three. Catch that? three I didn't see that. I heard about it. Three though. wings, and he gave up. And there's been a lot of trash talk from other comedians about that the, episode because yeah, he said because yeah, yeah. he said to very clear like I'm not giving up, but I'm not going to eat anymore. And so what does that like, mean? And so then you give went, up. I'm going to tell that. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell it to my wife next time. I yeah. don't want to do something. Listen, I am going to do it. J- just I'm just not, not right just yeah. not going to do it. I, yeah. I'm not giving up. Um, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't handle spicy food at all. Yeah, I, I, I can. I mean, my, my Korean food is hot. Yeah, yeah. So I can handle. I can handle. I, I don't know how far I could go on that show because I don't know how hot hot is. Sure. Do people finish the whole thing? All the time. Yeah. In fact, they just had uh, Scarlett Johansson. They've had uh, is Amelia Clark. I think she did an episode. Daenerys. Did she uh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's been someone from Game of Thrones on that. Oh show. Oh my god! I cannot wait to this Sunday. Uh, do you watch? Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. Uh, we've got a running Deadpool of who do you, who thinks going to die first on this specific episode. Oh, who do you think? Uh, well, uh, can I give my theory of what I think is going to happen this season? The, for the whole season? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. We're here to talk about you, but let's no, talk no, no, about no, no, Game no. of Thrones. No, 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 Let's talk about Game of Thrones. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean come I, on. I think this is what's going to happen. I haven't seen it. I haven't read any spoilers, so no one get mad at me because this airs today. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to get decimated at Winterfell right now. Yeah. That castle, Sunday, almost everyone's going to die. Those that survive are going to retreat to because originally uh Cersei said that either they'll kill the White Walkers and there won't be nothing left that will kill them all, or the White Walkers will wipe them out and we'll deal with the White Walkers. But I think what'll happen is they'll retreat and that some of them, a good chunk, will be left. They'll return to King's Landing and and she'll be forced to not kill him, but to partner up with them. Cersei. Cersei. She's gonna have to force the she's gonna be forced to partner up one one last time. Why how can she be forced though? Because she's, she's gonna realize when they that, when, die, that right? yeah, when when it's everybody's die. Yeah. She's gonna die no matter what. She they're I think they're gonna come back to her retreat and say, Look, we got kicked. You're gonna get kicked. You can't do this alone. We're gonna have to partner up. Look, we hate you. We're gonna have to partner up one last time. I think they're gonna partner up one last time. 
and I think Clegane will make it back, right? The 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 not the mountain, but the brother, uh, the hound? the hound, hound, right? hound. I think the hound will make it back. I think we'll see Arya make it back because I think Arya may even potentially, you know, because she does the face thing. Yeah, you know, she may even someone important may die, like uh, Bran. He may die. She may have to put on the face, and I don't know. All I know is I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a retreat this episode or the following episode. And that's how you get the the Cersei storyline cleaned up is they're going to finally defeat him and then they're going to immediately start killing each other. Like, like a red wedding. Like a red wedding. I think Cersei is going See, to that's too messy. What's the Okay, what's the but cleanest it makes way? Sense. What's the cleanest it, way it to get It totally makes sense. What's the cleanest way to get back to her to take care of the storyline? See, that that's true. You have not, to get back to her. She's not going to come. If if they wipe out all the white walkers and there's not going to be much left, then they all go back and like, "Hey, we took care but of how it." How far is Cersei away? I mean, south. What does it matter? <laughs> no, because who's to say the White Time, Walkers can't yeah. take her out too? Like before. Oh, she's she's significantly. Oh, I think they're further gonna, away. Because if you re- remember this episode, the the guy that I look like, Tormund, <laughs> he uh, they went around the dead the the dead walk because they're walking, they're not running. Yeah, right. So they rode horses around the group of the dead to get to the castle to say, hey, they're going to be here in the morning, right? I think they can retreat fast, and the walkers will just slowly. Work their way there. Hmm. And then the, I, I have a, I have a different. I think I think I think the next the whole battle that's about to happen is going to be two episodes. Okay. I don't think it's. I think it's going to be three and four. They're going to stretch it out for two episodes. Okay. But what's the end result? I think the end result is the people that are in the dungeon that are going to be locked up. Oh, they're all dead. What a stupid idea. No, he those can are raise the ones the, that are going to live. He can raise the dead. Who can? The the night night king, whatever his name is. The the main guy can raise the dead. Is, That's he, yeah right. So what's in the crypts? Dead. A bunch uh, of dead people. Uh, I never thought about <laughs> that. Like let's send all the wife, let's send all the women and kids to the crypt with all the dead people. No, but what? But Peter Dinklage, Sansa, and all those four are in this uh, type room. Sure. So I think those four definitely will survive they because can't they all die. Well. And Johnson, I I think it's they might come, escape. They might you know. Uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, Jon Snow. And uh, Sansa and Daenerys, and Jon Snow is going to have to pick his sister over Daenerys, or vice versa. Sansa dies this Sunday. No way. No Sa- way. She's Bold just a bitch prediction. at this point. Bold she just predi- looks so no. mad and so angry. No, you know why? Well, she's that's not why gonna... they're going to keep her. That's where they're. You know what? And also, she hasn't had her scene with the Hound. They have to. They have to reunite because the Hound was nice to her when she was weak. That's Wait, in the past, Arya or Sansa? I'm talking about Sansa. The Hound was nice to Sansa? Oh, yeah. You go back to uh, season one, two. I like, see you've watched the show. No. Oh, you just shake your head. You're like, yeah, yeah. No, he no. was nice to her. Sansa, <laughs> San- the Hound actually took care of Sansa. I don't remember this. And when she was like uh, trying. I thought that was Arya. No, no. Arya, he, he... Arya, they were trying to kill each other. Arya and the Hound, weren't they? We should be playing Dungeons and Dragons right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Sansa or the Hound doesn't die until they'll meet. Now, after they meet, up again, one of them will die. The Cleganes have to fight each other. Okay. Right? So, so the Hound and the Mountain have to end this. So the Hound is going to survive the Battle of Winterfell. Again, talk about retreating south to partner up. And the Hound's going to f- have to fight the Mountain, right? Cer- because that's where the Mountain is. He's down there with Cersei. So he he's got to get from point A to point B and survive so that they could fight each other. So the Hound makes it out of this whole thing alive. Or what I if, think Sansa dies Sunday. Sunday, I think Arya survives. The only thing I'm really torn about is I don't know if 
Jon Snow or Daenerys dies this season, I'm hoping that they both live. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to both of them living and Jon Snow having to decide if Sansa, if he's going to if he's going to have Sansa's back or Daenerys's back. But but he just told, well, spoiler alert. He just told Sansa did, he, he didn't want to be a king. No, 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 but oh. he just told Daenerys that he's technically the rightful heir. Yeah. So, but you can choose love and give up the give up the crown. But do you think Daenerys is going to make him give up the crown? Uh, the crown? Oh, it, she it, want Yeah, if it comes down to put it like this, if Jon Snow if Jon Snow is going to lose Daenerys, if she's not the queen, he would like you can be the queen. Or the king, or be on the throne. It's my favorite part of the day right here is having this discussion. I'm telling you, he's <laughs> going to choose love. Jon Snow is going to choose love. All and right. Daenerys knows that. Well, we'll see. But then Daenerys will kill Sansa, and then Jon Snow will kill Daenerys, and then he'll be sitting on the throne like, what? If these are accurate predictions, this is like can I tell you what? spoiler. Can I tell you what I really <laughs> want to happen? Sure. I want everybody to die, and the last shot is just an empty throne, and then it goes black. Oh, and the Night King sits on it? No, nobody does. Everybody. Nobody does. Oh, everybody does. It's just an empty throne, and it just sits there, and then it goes black. Plot twist. None of them are vaccinated. They all get smallpox. <laughs> or measles. <laughs> or measles. Measles is big, and, and they all die. The Night King's one weakness is is, is, is measles. Right? Yeah, so. And then at the end, after it goes black, they play Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, what? <laughs> Two HBO shows back-to-back in with the same song? This is oh. crazy. <laughs> No. This is the best conversation ever. <laughs> Joe Rogan could suck it. Um, <laughs> so you actually have the Michael Yo show on Sirius XM's like Yeah, the, the- on Sirius EW Radio Channel 105, the Michael Yo show. And then after that, I have another radio show on Sirius XM Channel 2. It's called Hits One in Hollywood, where we play top 40 music. So sure. two radio shows. Do Wendy Williams. I'm on May 6th, so I get to see. You go, I didn't know did Wendy Williams saw a talk show. I thought she kind of took a break. Oh, no, she's back. Yeah, she's yeah. still going. She, she, still put, going. she said this guy cheated on it. She came out with it, and now she's living her best life on TV. So That's good how for her. Letterman was, right? He just came right out and was like, just put it all out there. Everyone moved past it immediately. Yeah, so once you put it out there, I mean, people love to hold on to things if you are if you don't come forth with it. Yeah. Sure. But as soon as you do, people go, Because they take, right. you take the power away. Yeah. They feel like they got you. Yeah. And if you just put it out there. It's like Eminem in his last battle. He was like, I'm going to say all the negative stuff about me. So when you say it, people go, I already heard that. That's how he got famous. I mean, yeah. did you see when he was, was it B-Rabbit or whatever his name was in uh, Eight Mile? Eight Mile, yeah, okay. yeah. That's, that's, that's what you do You today. immediately address all your insecurities and then they have nothing to say about it. Yeah, you, they're just right? like, uh, what he said. Yeah. You know, like you take all their lines away. Well, you, so you have both shows. You're going to Wendy Williams. Yep. And I actually was <laughs> checking out your, your show because I'm an avid Michael Yo follower on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you've had on <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, recently oh, Fran Drescher, which I didn't even know Fran Drescher was, was still, still alive. alive I'm right? such a huge fan of Fran Drescher, right? Oh, I mean, that was a big part of our, anyone who's 30, oh, yeah. 34, 35. The to nanny? 45 the nanny. Yeah. to 50. I mean, yeah. it was a big part of that and Golden Girls and designer women and, and designing women. And there was like all these great shows from that era. Yeah, she was great. I mean, Fran Drescher was great. We have a lot of great, I, Selma Hayek popped on the show before, you know. I just love the show because we get a lot of celebrities and I get to just chill out with them talk to them just like this and get to learn about them and how they tick and you find out that everybody that's successful it's just it's just a hustle they keep hustling sure i interviewed betty white when she was 97 and she was just like that was like 10 years ago yeah right she's like 120 and she looks amazing i was like why do you why don't you just stop and retire she goes it's i'm working i'm still hustling like this is hollywood once you move here this is what you do 
you try to stay working and I don't care how old I am. And if I sit around, I'm going to die. So I'll just might as well work. Stan yeah. Lee was 97, yeah. 98. Was he yeah. really? Yeah. He's old. Yeah, She's yeah. old. And he was still, I mean, if you saw Captain Marvel, he oh, yeah. made an appearance here. Which yeah, I, he was in it. I forgot how many times they- Have you seen Avengers yet? Not yet. Endgame? It, it, no. Did you get like a screener or something? Cause it just... Oh, no, I saw it already. I okay. saw it like uh, a week or two ago. What? I see, well, I think it may have come out in different markets. No, no, no. no. I, I went to the screening. It was, so, it was one of those surreal moments where I get invited to the Disney lot to watch a screening of- uh, end game. Sure. Like you know, you made it moment. Where yeah. You, like, you know, the ending and everything. I know everything. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't know. No, but I will say this. <laughs> just don't stay for the final credit. Cause that's not, you I, can I, read I, about There's this. no final credit. There's no final credit. All it is, is Tony Stark. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Michael, no, no, yo. no, no, no. <laughs> but you don't see anything. Okay. Okay. What they're saying is like, if you, if you're watching it at the end, all that comes up is the Marvel logo. But you hear this clanking. Yeah, I heard but that. But we never heard that in the theater because everybody was so pissed that there wasn't sure. a, So all you hear at the end is, oh, we waited <laughs> right. 15, 20 minutes for that just to see the logo. But they said, if you really listen, it's just. Uh, what is it? A it's allegedly to? Tony Stark making an Iron Man suit. But nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I, there's no scene at the end of the movie. Okay. I mean, spoiler, now we know Tony Stark's alive. Or, oh god! Or is he? Maybe he's in Hades. Oh yeah, that could be. Yeah. They never made that. Or maybe he's in heaven, doing that. Who knows? <laughs> I knew him in the '90s. He's definitely not in heaven. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, maybe he's you, in someone's bedroom that yeah. accidentally making you, it. You have this image of. Uh, I I thought about saying this earlier, then I realized it, it, it doesn't sound good, so I I had to change the person uh-huh. I was sele- selecting. Uh, I was gonna say that you have this image of like Bill Cosby in the '90s, but then yeah. I was like, that's not you before before the right. Yeah, he was yeah. America's dad, right? Yeah. So you're like a Tom Hanks. You've got this really wholesome, and if you follow you on Instagram, it's the most wholesome, family oriented. Well, that's that's brand. What, but that's what I am. Yeah. You know, I'm. I, I remember somebody said, "When did you know, like who you were in Hollywood?" Because when you go to Hollywood, you see everybody, and you go to castings, and you try to be something you're not. I remember my friend was a casting director at NBC, brought me in for an out, like an outdoorsy show. And they go, you got to be like an outdoorsy type of guy. I'm not that dude. Right. But I went in and acted like one. It was the worst. My friend calls me over and goes, that's probably the worst audition I've ever seen. Like me, an yeah. outdoors guy, please. I was like, oh, look at the this and that. I was like, I, <laughs> great, I didn't, great trees. Yeah, I was like, it was <laughs> horrible. No, I dressed in a plaster. I was like, I, like, I was terrible. <laughs> the lumberjack. Yeah, I was right. terrible. And he goes, you just need to be, we wanted you to be yourself because you're funny, but in this environment. So you should have done what you really are is scared of the wilderness, but where you're the host of this show, which would have been hilarious. Yeah. Like you're hosting a wilderness show and you hate the wilderness. That's what we wanted. But you try to act like you like the wilderness. And we were like, we all looked at you and like, this is the most Metro man we know. He <laughs> hates the forest. Like, I don't like bugs. I don't like anything that like, no, snakes, get it out of here. So I learned what you learn is you learn your own voice. Once you learn who you are. And I think stand up helped a lot in that because you get a lot of no's in Hollywood. Yeah. You get a lot of no's. But once you go on stage and you have three, four hundred uh, people laugh at your jokes, you're going, oh, they're laughing at me. I can be myself and still entertain people. So, you know, in L.A., I do the Comedy Store Laugh Factory uh, improv. And what I love is if you get like three no's in a day or a couple no's a day, just go up on stage. 
You do 15, 20 minutes, get lots of laughs, and you go, all right. They still like me. It's empowering. And then when you go into castings, you're not you're not scared because you know their nose. There's 300 people that'll say yes later on that night at a comedy club. Like tonight, like tonight, improv, Houston, Texas. Come on out. Four shows, two tonight. It's Friday and two tomorrow night. Let's go to michaelyo.com or improvhouston.com and get tickets. Yeah. Nice little transition there. You know, you know. (laughs) I've been doing this a minute. You actually, so you were on the very first episode. Of Fear Factor. Of Fear Factor. Dude, when I read the ad of Fear Factor, I was in Austin, Texas, and it goes, do you want to do something fun? How are you adventurous? And, I, and I'm and i not, but I was like, why not? I like, I like sure, outdoors. I I'll take an <laughs> I adventure. I like trees. <laughs> I like trees. I was like, I'll take an adventure. And they didn't have a name for it. They flew us out to LA. I went to a cast and they flew us out to LA. I met this guy named Joe Rogan 18 years ago, and he was the host of the show. We were the pilot. So the people that actually put on the show did the real world. So Matt Kunitz and Mikey, we call him the chimp, but uh, he cast it for it. And Matt Kunitz is the uh, creator of it. And they were looking, if you look at the first Fear Factors, it was about personalities. Then it just became a hot fest. Whoever's hot and looks good in tight clothing. But since they all came from real world, they wanted those real world type of relationships. They had a, every episode had a, a enemy, a person everybody hated, and they had all different type of personalities. And uh, met Rogan at, what is that place uh, with the saddle? Saddle. Saddle Ranch. That was the first place we met Rogan, and it was great, man. And then we stayed in contact, and then like a couple of weeks ago, he hits me up on a Sunday. He says, can you be here Tuesday? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so I did his podcast, and then he hit me up. And what I saw was – it's interesting. I didn't know since his audience is – like, you know, a lot hyper of aggressive. Yeah, Hyper-aggressive. Yeah. But, but if – I found out that, you know, those hyper-aggressive dudes like real stories and they love when you can defend both sides, when you can make a point but not – my whole thing is when you make a point, don't attack the other side. Just tell them your point. Yeah. I don't need to go into just, – just tell both sides or tell your point and move on. You know, once you start yelling at people, that's when they get angry. You know what I mean? Sure. So – There was a movie in uh, a few years ago. I think it was called Thank You for Smoking. It had that really good-looking guy that played uh, Two Face in the Batman movies. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, and and he was talking about how to win arguments in politics is to not prove your side right, but to attack the other side to to take away from it. So when you're trying to have a discussion over what's the best ice cream flavor, you don't have to prove that strawberry is the best flavor. You just have to prove that chocolate's not. Yeah, and 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 then by default, strawberry is the best. Like if you so if you have two people arguing a point, if I just diminish your point then my point's by default correct. It's a different approach. See, my thing is, my thing is, it's, my whole thing is not, just not attacking. Sure. Why I think my comedy works, I talk about a lot of racial issues that I touch upon, but since I'm not yelling at people, people don't take it as I'm being like, aggressive, aggressive about race. Sure. But I'm just, exactly. Yeah. But I'll have, I remember I went to uh, Kansas City I had four Trump people come to my show in hats, sat front row because I said I don't talk about politics. Bait. Yeah, they wanted me to, and I didn't say anything because to me that doesn't matter. I don't care. I'll do my comedy because my comedy is to appeal to everyone. Yeah, I don't care if you're shit, in the Trump you got hat. One or, in an XL? You know, <laughs> hey, yeah, I wouldn't wear that. But it's like <laughs> my thing is kind of like you know, it's a thing where um, you can, you know, you. you could be at my show. I don't care because I don't talk politics. So after the show, they say our wives told us that you don't talk politics, and we're so happy we came. And we understand 
you you do better a better job explaining your side of stories than politicians cuz i didn't yell at them i go this is this is what happened to me a lot of times people go this is what happened to me and that's why white people do this this and this or that's why black people are like this or this yeah. is why asians are like this i go i no i just, just said leave that this part is off. this what happened to me you make your own judgment jesse smollett to me he's guilty but you make your own decision on right. that. You know, OJ, come on now. He's innocent. But that's my thing is I, I put the facts out there and let people make their own decision. And I had those three people go, we understand your struggle now. You didn't yell at us, but we understand what you went through. You know, it must have been tough. And they were very sympathetic towards it, it because I didn't attack them for you, it. You do a good job of making it clear of your position in a way that people know that you wouldn't necessarily agree with them, but it doesn't come off as you. Yeah, I'm not right. yelling at you. So I can, even I, if we don't agree, and I know that you don't agree, but it doesn't come off as a hostile a hostile moment. Well, because I, I try to understand their side and point, unless their point is just bad, and then I'll I'll just go, hey, you can believe what you want to believe. I don't understand what you're trying to say sure, or the point right. you're trying to make, but I'm not going to attack you for that. You know, it's, it's I, I just don't understand your point. Well, it all it all keeps coming back to what you said about trying to see both sides of things. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of an art that's lost these days. Is is like you said when at the start of the show, nobody wants to hear anything but their side. And exactly, people just want to say what they believe and have you hear and agree with them. It's you got to ride or die with yeah. them. Like that was my point earlier. Is that the old mentality is that I've got to diminish your point. I can't just disagree with you. And I think now you're seeing a lot more. Not in all circles, and not in all realms, and not in all mediums like Facebook or whatever, yeah. but there is, a, I think, a concerted effort from a lot of people that I know, especially over the last few years within the, the bourbon world, of not – you don't have to take away from their point. You can just make your point. Like you don't have to – I don't have to attack you or diminish you in your stance on something. We can disagree by simply stating what we believe, you know, like you said. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do a lot of these panel shows. And some panel shows go, well, to make good TV, we have to have opposing sides. And I go, oh, I understand that because that's a different discussion. But I go, I could like something for a totally different reason than you like it. And that's where the conversation, where the comes, conversation comes in. You know what I mean? You could like vanilla ice cream because of this. And I'd be like, well, I like vanilla ice cream because uh, blank, blank, blank. So you could have two different opinions on something that you agree on. You know what I mean? Like, like, no matter what it is. So I don't believe in you have to have two opposite uh, opposite opinions to have great conversation. Sure. It could be the same opinion, just different reasons. Different perspectives. Different perspectives. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't think anybody should be doing these little and, – and not to – listen, I feel like I've been kissing Rogan's butt a lot this podcast. <laughs> but I, I don't like the idea of doing these like two or three-minute segments on big popular networks – because it's not enough to have a helpful conversation. It's only meant to be combated. Well, but but it, 100% is programmed to be combated. Sure. Like, the news went downhill, and it's always been rated, but there's so much money in news because of ratings. You want to end, you want to get real news, take away the ratings. Take away the 24-hour cycle, yeah. period. Like well, it's, I mean, you, you have yeah. to manufacture something to talk about. You yeah. have to find controversy in things that shouldn't necessarily be controversial. Well, my thing is if you like, I'm sick and tired of every news outlet going, are you surprised? Like in politics? <laughs> no, you shouldn't be surprised anymore. Anything can happen, but you still hear this. Well, I'm talking to such and such. Are you surprised? That, no. no, take that out of your vocabulary. <laughs> 
just it, take, it's incendiary. You you're yeah. trying to you're trying you're to trying elicit a response. You're trying to incite a response that will get people fired up, and that's all it is. And I, I love the the news people. They're worse than I call them gossip columnists now because here's all the if you watch any network, it's this. I'm gonna make a point. I'm the host. I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna have each side on. They're gonna fight. Yeah. And then I'm gonna pretend like try I try to care. mediate. Yeah. No, and then I'll, whoa, 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 slow down, people. Yeah. You're you're getting too angry. Like you want that. You That's get, why yeah. you have two idiots on each side yelling at it. You find here's the thing. They're finding. <laughs> no, they're, I, I agree. They're yeah, finding yeah. the most right person they can find that will defend Donald Trump no matter what. Donald Trump can walk down the street, shoot everybody. And be like, well, you know, maybe yeah, they don't needed to die. Oh, yeah. And then they'll find the most leftist person to go against that person. So then they're just yelling at each other. Sure. But that's designed by the programming because they know that's great TV. Your heart gets racing. Well, you yeah, know, you, you get, get pumped up. But, but that's what the people want is the problem. People yeah. want, people want, especially in this day and age of social media, like people want to be able to get on Facebook and see one or two minute clip of somebody yelling about something. It's the worst. And then they'll find something they can agree with and they'll be like, this made me feel, yeah, this made me feel good. It's the world star of politics. Yeah. Like yeah. literally. But that's what's being consumed. Like, so even if you take away, you know, ratings, like you said, or you take away the 24 hour news cycle, people are still going to want to consume that. And yeah. if there's, if there's a demand, they're going to supply it because there's money in it. So sure. I think it's just our society. There's incentive. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think that's just the way that things are now. So I haven't actually seen the episode you did on Fear Factor. Okay. I was curious what you taste. Sheep, oh, I ate sheep eyeballs. Sheep eyeballs? Yeah. Yeah, it was nasty. You would eat them. They were bursting in your mouth. <sighs> and then like, it, and then you would chew the retina and it was really hard. And you're like, arr, arr, and yeah. yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh -uh. It's, and you had to eat three of them. Ooh. And you don't drink. And I, I, I would have immediately wanted to sanitize Va my well, mouth. Well, they don't let you eat. So we did it at like 11 o'clock in the morning, but they didn't let us eat for like 13, 14 hours before that because they knew you would th throw up whatever you had in your stomach. If you were – oh. So the they night just before, wanted you on there like retching instead of actually No, no, no. They didn't up. want you to throw up. So what you did was I think we stopped eating at 8 o'clock the night before. They fed you a big meal and then they brought you out like 9 or 10. By the time I shot, it was 11. So even if you wanted to throw up, you had nothing in there, but they said it wouldn't – you wouldn't throw up because you had nothing in there. So sure. I don't know. So like your body needed prove, enough would that it would keep them it down. Wrong. Yeah, I, I you mean, would. In that, I don't do eyes at all. Yeah. So like the I don't do of, organs. I'm yeah. not an organ guy. So like you would not do a liver, but you'd be okay with an eye. I, I don't even like liver in general, but yeah, it's, it's a bit either. more socially acceptable to eat a liver than but an I, eye. But remember, I wouldn't, I'm not just randomly eating eyes. You're trying to win 50 I don't, grand, I was right? trying to win money. I was trying to win some money. I was broke living I in Austin. This was just a Saturday night. Yeah, no, no, no. That's my Saturday night in Houston. You know, I just <laughs> pop by the eyeball place and pick up a couple eyeballs to eat. And you know, that's how the, that's the way I roll. Rogan actually mentioned that they used to add stinky cheeses when they would grind to make stuff it disgusting. up to make it more to make it smell worse. So, you know, if there was a, an organ on a sheep or something that you, that wasn't necessarily stinky, if you gr grinded it up. They would make it stinky to try to cause the retching. So oh, yeah, 100%. It seemed counterintuitive if they wanted you to keep it down, but also were trying to... Oh, they, it's TV. They it want makes, you it to makes for up. good TV. But, but you got to remember, I was on the first episode. They didn't want anybody to die. Sure. You know, they were they were more concerned about personality rather than making it gross. Even though we ate sheep, it was a little gross, but compared to what they did later in the show... Later in the show. I mean, come on. As we talked about off air. Yeah. Yeah, they, by the end of it, they didn't care if anyone died. I think that was Rogan's concern. Yeah, it was just like... It's too much. They were having interns drink the stuff and doing all that. Uh, uh, no way. Yeah, I think you mentioned they would pay interns like 100 bucks to test stuff out. And then they would amp up the disgusting 
after. So after. they would like pay an intern like a hundred bucks just to see if it would stay down. To I mean, see if, if it would stay down, and if he and if he and if he drank it or ate whatever it was too easy, they would be like, let's make it worse. Let's make it. 10 dead rats or something. Yeah, like whatever. Ramp oh. up the- See, I'm not I'm not familiar, super familiar with the like that that whole like fear factor thing. Sure. So if the baseline is sheep eyeballs, I tap I'm out, out immediately. Oh, yeah. I'm out immediately. Yeah, right yeah. away. Not happening. No. So so what's next? You you've got Houston now and tonight again, you're at the Houston Improv. Houston two shows Improv. tonight. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Let's go to michaelyo.com or improv Houston. Uh after two radio shows, I'm on Wendy Williams in a couple weeks. I'll be guest hosting with her. And then uh, just working on uh, writing uh, a sitcom, so hopefully that'll go through. Oh yeah, so, yeah. About my sit, it's off my stand up. So sure, yeah. So cool. uh, yeah, just hustling. Are we talking network like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. CBS and like wholesome stuff? Yeah, hopefully, on brand. You know, hopefully Fox, CBS. But you know, I signed a little deal with Fox, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he said that's so low key. Yeah, it's a little yeah, deal no with Fox. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no we'll big see. deal. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a Wendy win. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be at the night. Let's go. Yeah, You know. And then, so are you? What's the next stop? after this for those listeners. San Francisco. San- oh, so you're going right back. Oh, yeah, but I got a month off. So I like to try to stay in town for my son and my wife. So I'm going back, going to hang out for a couple of weeks. And then I think they're going to go with me to San Francisco. Sure. Yeah, they couldn't make it out here. My wife was a little sick. Cause, uh, and then, uh, so we'll be in San Francisco. How do you like being a dad? Love it. It's the best thing in the world. Isn't it amazing? It's am- I can't even put words. I mean, it's so amazing to have a son. And Has and- he gotten his first haircut yet? No, we won't cut his hair because I mean he's white, black, and Asian. We need to know what it's going to do first. Oh shit! You know, it can go a number of directions. Like his hair is confused, right? It's like, what am I? I'm half black, half white, and I ended up with this. See, you just I never know about you. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. I've been friends with you for a few years. I wasn't sure. I thought you did yoga for sure, right? Dropping secrets. Look at that. He's like a if Jason Momoa lost about a hundred pounds of muscle, a hundred pounds of muscle. That's right. You are the new like he could play Jason Momoa. His brother. You're, you're right. like uh, Aquaman if he was into essential oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to build a look so I can be Aquaman in a biopic when he's like, you know, a teenager. The young there, one. I like it. Did you see like him in uh, Baywatch? No, he was about your size in Baywatch. Okay, was so he really? Yeah. So when Have he was in Baywatch, he was much. Do you remember the Rock's first movie that put him on the uh, map? Was what was it called? Uh, oh my god, I can't remember. He he had a little girl show up to. Oh, that. I know what it was. He was a football player. Yeah, football yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. But he was so thin. He, sure. He played quarterback, and I believe the Rock thought he had to look a certain way too because he was super slim. Yeah. I mean, he's still big. I mean, as a normal dude, but he was slim for the he rock. He finds out he has a daughter. Daughter, and he was a quarterback. Sure, sure. So he was so thin, he played a quarterback in the movie. The movie, oh, I can't believe it, I forgot what the movie's name. It's but something. Yeah, it's a football yeah, it is movie, something. I remember, yeah. It is something. It it's, is something. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm really movie. great at this job. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to know this. I'm so mad at myself. I'm going to find out what it is. The Rock football movie. Football movie. Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Well, no. You, well, yeah, no. That's a different guy. Um what I would say is is going back to the haircut thing. So our son is is uh, two and a half. Uh huh. And it got to the point where the it was game plan. The game plan. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he basically find out found out that he had a daughter he didn't know he had, and then he was trying to be a better man, and that goes from there. Yeah. So uh, fantastic film. Um. Uh, yeah. So our our son, we he got to a point like me where it was a little shorter here, longer on the side, starting to look like a little bit like a mullet. mullet. So we took him to go get his haircut, and. You think you love your son as much as you can right now, 
until you get his first haircut. Like every little thing that they well, do, every new milestone they hit, you find out a new level of love that you have for them. Uh huh. And when he got his first haircut, I couldn't deal with it. I still have, and this was like two weeks ago. I'm still dealing with it. You didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. I oh, loved you loved it. it. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a new yeah. level of adorableness. It's a new. So you really new... hated the way he looked? Is that what no, you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? My, my wife fought me for a few, several weeks, saying he's not ready for his haircut. We're not ready. To... And I, I love my son, and I love my son unconditionally. But then you get their first haircut, and they look a little older. They look a little oh, more sure. That's what it is. And it's it kind of it crushes your heart. Like it, I'm I'm also even doing a show about alcohol. I'm hugely family oriented. Yeah. I've got two teenage daughters and uh, two and a three year old daughter yeah. and son. My son was my fourth. I was trying to wait. Uh, I was trying to make sure that I carried on the name. Gotcha. So we just kept going until we yeah. hit, hit a boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Thank God, right? <laughs> right. So four is enough. But um, it's a it's a new level of cute. And so when I hear someone say they've got a two year old, I, I start thinking about all these little milestones. Oh yeah. And just think about like how it's got to just kill you, you know? Oh, uh, with the cuteness. first time the first time he said, I remember I left the house one day because I had to promote my stand up special, so I was gone like three days. And when I left, he could just go ha ha. And then my wife on the fourth day sent me a video, and he went, "Hello, Dada." Oh my god! Started crying. Sure. Oh my god! Just those little FOMO, fear of missing out. Like that's when you're on the road so much, you miss those little things. Like I wanted to be there for him to go, "Hello, Dada." Oh, now man. he says, "Oh, it's this every and just something that simple." Short makes you feel like uh Y'all gotta stop. Y'all got me wanting kids now. I was oh, yeah. I was at a conference in Vegas, uh, an aviation conference in Vegas, uh, when my daughter found her voice. So when they're first born. They don't say much yeah. besides crying around three, four months into her being a person. She all of a sudden could say gaga noises, like yeah. nonsense. Yeah. But I got the, fr- and it's still on this phone. I still have it on my phone of just the moment she found her voice. And yeah. I'm in Vegas of all places. And I just yeah. felt, I was there for work, but it, I felt like I had a horrible husband, yeah. a horrible father. Fear I, of missing out. And, and I, I, to this day, I, I still go back and listen. And now she's got a full vocabulary. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome, man. I mean, you got to have like five kids. Just, okay, well, do it out. Or you two. Got, are you guys going to have more? No, oh, yeah, we want to. So, yeah, I want to, we want a boy. Well, we got the boys and a girl. So, my wife really and my mom and her mom, they really want a girl. So, we'll see. I can't control that. Sure. Well, I can't control we, that. Well, you, you <laughs> not voluntarily. I am. Yeah, yeah. I have but. a theory about that, by the way, and this is just be the last thing, and I'll and I'll let you get out okay. of here. I, I I know it's our chromosome that decides, uh, but I think it's like when you offer someone food, you say, "Would you like a sandwich or some ribs or something?" Then they choose. I think there's something about the female anatomy that. Th- chooses the selection you think so i think you're offering her two options and then her and body, the body's making the decision you're just like a man you're just like a blaming the woman it's your fault if, listen you know, I, I told I, you I, you I, just I, blamed a woman like if they want a girl and they get a boy it was your fault they're not having your body I, i'm empowering choose. her to make the decision oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the right blaming her. the right decision that's the right, right decision <laughs> that's hilarious i'm definitely not gonna tell my wife that <laughs> Michael Yo, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming on the show. It. I appreciate it. I know hey, you had a long flight. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming. You guys, cheers. 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 cheers.